And so today, just a second, not quite ready. Today we're gonna to talk about our children in the face of the ongoing COVID crisis. And it is a crisis, it's just a long drawn out crisis. We're all limited in our movements, depending on where we are in the country. Um, I'm in New York, so we've been more limited than many. Uh, we're going out and we're eating and we're, but eating outside, there's a lot of mask wearing. I don't have my mask with me. Um, we're all, many, 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 many people are working from home, primarily, though some people have the privilege and the honor of uh, not needing to do that. What a great thing that is. And what that means is our relationships are naturally under stress because we're not using the gym like we used to. We're not going, uh, going to those places that we naturally gather like we did. We're not using the social resources that are the lubricant for our lives and our relationships. Our kids, many of our children haven't been to physical school in months and months. They have had limited physical gatherings for months and months except what we permit them. And not only are they under the stress of those limitations, but they're under the stress of our relational stress, right? So now we're uh, trapped, at, trapped at home with our loved ones. And I can't tell you how many clients I've had who are, who are trying to figure out how are they gonna get their 40 hours in, how are they gonna help their spouse get their 40 hours in, and how are they gonna make sure that the kids got their education and didn't have their eyeballs fall out and all that good stuff. Now that's settling down, people have routines, but let's face it, our kids are at risk. And with the new school year starting, many people are going back to school, many kids are going back to school, but how long will that last and what can we count on? Because we honestly don't know what's going to happen with the coronavirus. And so I'm here to say, if you are experiencing the stress of the coronavirus impacting the world and our country and your community, if you're experiencing stress in your marriage and your relationship, I'm here to tell you your kids are experiencing stress in your relationship also. And if your kids are experiencing stress from that, plus they're experiencing stress from their lives being disturbed, when they go back to school, it's not gonna be all like normal. So the question is, what can we do to build resilience, the ability to bounce back with our children? Now, last week we talked about how do you build a resilient relationship. This week, we're all over building resilience in our children. And to do that, we need to talk a little more about what is resilience. Resilience is a quality built on four legs. And I've talked about this in other videos. You may have seen them. So if I'm repeating myself, forgive me, but it's always good to have a refresher. The first leg is self-acceptance and self-knowledge. So in the context of a child, they're discovering themselves. They need permission to discover themselves. They're permission to accept themselves as they are. And if they're in an environment where there's fighting going on on a regular basis and where the parents are feeling they have to be very restrictive with the children, maybe even talk negatively to them, 
then that sense of self gets squashed. That sense of self-discovery gets squashed and the child retreats into themselves uh, and will start showing signs of stress as they retreat into themselves. They may be having trouble sleeping. Maybe they're uh, more belligerent than they've been in the past. Or maybe they're more, uh, they've escaped into themselves and are quieter than they've been in the past. There are definite signs, depending on the age of the child, of stress from what's going on. The second leg is knowing how you're unique. What is it that makes you special? And again, uh, the situation I was describing earlier where parents are trying to figure out how to work, how to manage the house, how to manage their kids and how to manage their relationship, maybe, maybe that's in there somewhere, maybe it isn't. There's not a lot of room for kids finding out what, they're, what makes them unique, what makes them special, especially when their interactions with other people are so limited. And so that opportunity for finding out what makes them special, and by the way, everyone has something that makes them special. You have something that makes you special, not something. You are special. I am special. We are all special. We're this unique combination of our family backgrounds, our genetics make us special, our culture, the place, the area that we live in, the Northeast, the Midwest, the West Coast, the South, the North, whatever it is, all these things make us special. Um, our influences, our immediate family make us special. Uh, the education system then make us special. All these things come together to create a person that has a unique set of skills, a unique set of innate abilities and a fit, a difference that they can make in the world that only they can make. And it's discovering that difference that brings us joy in our life. Well, how much opportunity is there for an adult to have that going on right now? It's a, it's a challenge to discover your unique fit when unemployment is at a record high and the economy is up and down and we're in the middle of one of the most contentious potential elections of all time. There's a lot going on. And then imagine you're a kid at home. And as much as your parents protect you or have tried to protect you, you have a sense that something's going on. How much are you going to be in touch with what makes you unique and special? The third leg is related to being, I actually sort of melded those two together. There's what makes us unique and special, and then there's our purpose. Uh, and, uh, and what makes us unique feeds into our purpose. So our purpose comes out of that uniqueness. And as I said, we all have a unique purpose, something that we're best at. And for our children, it's discovering, they're discovering what that purpose is. They have no clue. They don't even know, uh, how they got here you know, for the most part. Uh, they are in the process of figuring out who they are and what their place is in the world. And again, in the current environment, the opportunity to discover purpose, uh, what our place is, is difficult. And for a child, they're basically discovering what their place is in their immediate family. What's their role in their immediate family? And as they age and grow, uh, and mature, their place changes with them. And as the family matures and grows, that changes with them. But so many families are stagnating right now. So many families are experiencing a sense of uh, not moving forward of, of the same day over and over. There are so many people I've talked to who they're not even sure what day of the week it is sometimes. And there are things you can do about that, by the way. But there's a lot of that going around. And then the last piece of resilience maybe it's the first piece, are habits or traditions or systems, family systems. 
that bring home family values, that bring home principles, and that develop these other three qualities, these other three legs, our sense of who we are and self-acceptance, our sense of what makes us unique and our sense of purpose. These other three things are all enhanced and built by traditions and by habits. And all of our, like so many of our habits have been the things that we did regularly are impacted right now. And so resilience is at an all time low in some ways when we need it to be highest. And what comes out of that resilience, what comes out of a family that's building resilience in the family, in the relationship, in the marriage, and in the children, is the ability to bounce back, not just bounce back from adversity, but to make an asset out of a liability. Families that are focused on resilience are taking these experiences and becoming stronger for it. How much stronger is your family right now than it was three months ago, six months ago, a year ago? How much opportunity are you seeing in the current crisis? And that's really what this is about. Where is your relationship right now? Are you waking up in the morning and wondering who is this, who is this person? Or are you waking up wondering, how did this person end up in my bed? Do you have a sense that you're sort of living parallel lives, even though you're in the same household together, you're in the same room together, you have the same kids together, that somehow the communication isn't what it could be, especially given how much more time you're spending together. If that's what's happening, then the chances are there are habits, practices, and traditions amongst other things that are not building resilience in your relationship and something needs to change and shift there. Then your children, what are the habits, traditions, um, ways of doing things that are helping to make up for the gaps in their experience as a result of COVID-19? Are there any? What's changed? Have there been positive changes? What are the negative changes? How much screen time do your children have right now? If your kids are like my kids, they probably have a lot of screen time right now. And what are you prepared to do about that? And it's a very tough question because on the one hand, we have limited childcare available to us. Some people have childcare again, thank God. They have people in their lives who are helping with them children, and some of us do not. And so screen time seems to be sort of a necessary evil, and a lot of education has been dependent on screen time. What preparations are you making for the coming return to school? And what plans are you making in case there is an outbreak at the school? And so it is, let's talk reality for a second. This is directly related to what plans you're making if there's an outbreak in the school. COVID-19 will be a problem for us all until one of two things have happened. Number one, a vaccine comes out and pretty much everyone's taken the vaccine, right? That's plan A. Plan B is pretty much everyone gets COVID-19 and there's enough resistance to it once we've gotten it so that it's kind of becomes like the flu. And what's that's based on? That's based on the Spanish flu outbreak of 1918, 
which was different and similar to COVID-19. And the similarity is that in that instance, uh, the, the Spanish flu was killing a lot of people and there would be these waves of it. It would go up and down and up and down. And until 75% of the population had gone through it on the planet, um, th there was like two or three years of Spanish flu deaths and then it would go away and it would get better and Spanish flu deaths and then it would go away and get better. And so based on that experience, I think we can pretty much count on that pattern being repeated here in some way. So what I'm telling you is when the kids go back to school, you can pretty much count on there being a resurgence of COVID-19 in some areas, and you can pretty much count on there being a reaction to it. And what will your reaction be and how will you handle it? And how much are you talking to them about? How much are you talking to your kids about what's going on and what they can expect? Part of resilience is taking authority over your own life. So many of us have trusted and taking over authority over your own life is about the habits leg. It's about building our own habits and creating our own rhythms. We cannot count on the federal government, the local government or the state government to do this for us. They have proven that they don't know enough. All of them have proven that they don't, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, have proven that they don't know enough about this to really manage it. Um, some have done better than others. And as this progresses, they will all do better, knock on wood. But in the meantime, we need to depend on our own authority here. And so what are the boundaries that we want to set? And boundary setting is an important part of setting a family rhythm and of reinforcing values and principles. What are the boundaries that we want to set for our children when they go back to school? What are the boundaries that we want to set for play dates? What are the boundaries that we want to set on e-learning and screen time? What are the boundaries that we want to set on visiting with other people and having people over? How will we decide who we're going to trust and who we're not? These are, and I, by the way, there are no quick answers for this. Every family needs to decide this themselves. How will we build up resilience in our relationships, in our families, and in our children? The first thing, the starting point for building resilience in our children is our relationships with one another. And so if you saw the earlier presentation last week on building resilience in your relationship, the first step is for you and your partner to sit down and start talking. And what, so what I'm going to tell you right now, um, this would be like a Band-Aid. And if you and your partner are having serious blowouts, it's going to be really hard to follow this. You and your partner are getting along pretty well then maybe this is gonna be good for you. But if you're having some serious disagreements, you probably, you probably need some outside help, by the way. If, if you're in a relationship where you're having this experience of parallel lives and communication is at a low, you're probably gonna need some outside help. And if you're in a relationship where the communication is better, you may need less of it, or you may not need any, depending on where your relationship is. The starting point is to sit down and start having regular meetings. Like, how are we gonna handle this week meeting? How are we gonna handle the next month meeting? How are we gonna handle the next six months meeting? And how are we gonna handle the next year meeting? How are we gonna handle it if there is no vaccine? Is the, would be, it would be planning for the worst case scenario. We all need to plan for the worst case scenario. And how are we going to handle it if there is a vaccine? Because even if there is a vaccine, how long will it take before everyone feels safe taking it and before a large enough segment of the population is taking it 
taken it so that we actually have a sense of safety and can return to some sense of normalcy. You can make plans based on these scenarios for your family and they don't have to be detailed plans. They can just be broad conversations, but having the conversation getting on the same page is going to help to dissipate some of the anxiety. And as you dissipate the anxiety, your children will have less anxiety. So number one, conversations and planning around big picture. Number two, how are we going to manage our weeks? And so if you haven't figured out a way to manage your week so that there's a sense that there is a week and so that everybody knows what day of the week it is and what happens on certain days, then that would be the next step. So many people have done this already, and if you have, forgive me for being redundant. Sitting down and planning each week, what's gonna happen each week, what are you gonna do as a family, and what things are you gonna do as a family that are gonna drive home family values, family principles, um, what are you gonna talk about that's gonna help your children to understand your family history, the positives and the negatives that have come for your family history. What are the things they're gonna, that you're gonna talk about to help them understand uh, your parents, your partner's parents? What are the things that you're gonna do to talk with your children about your partner's grandparents and your grandparents so that they have that sense of where they come from and who they are? Because we all base our sense of who we are on our family of origin first and foremost more than anything. So what, how will you drive that home? And it may be that part of the process is something, I'm just, just gonna start inventing things here, is something like Zoom calls with other generations in the family to start enhancing those connections. Now your kids are gonna have this much tolerance for that, but that's not the point. The point is to have them and let them have their piece of it and then they'll go off and do what they want so that they have that sense of connection and that sense that they're part of something bigger than just the immediate family. That's gonna help them to feel more secure. It's like the bedrock, it's a foundation. What are some other things you can do to build resilience in your children? Educating them on risk-taking is really important right now. Why? Because Every time we meet with someone who's not from our household, if we haven't had COVID in our household, we risk bringing COVID to our household. And if we live with people who are high risk or if we're having interactions with people who are high risk, like people in their 65 and up, then every time we meet someone and we don't know who they've been interacting with, we're risking getting COVID and passing it on to those people who are high risk. And so we need to educate our children about what's a risk and how do we estimate risks. And there are ways to do that through storytelling, through having conversations with them that are all part of tradition building uh, family structure. And again, if you're having trouble having conversations with each other, you and your partner, then how can you get to this point? If you're having conversations with one another and you can get to this point, Maybe you need some help with the with ways, ideas, and ways that you can trans, uh, that you can communicate these values and principles and lessons, valuable lessons to your children. And if you don't do it, what's going to happen? If you don't do it, you run the risk that people are gonna get really sick and it's gonna be painful or people are gonna get really sick and die. If you don't do it, you run the risk that your children are gonna come out of this experience traumatized on some level rather than 
taking an opportunity and growing from it. If you don't do it, you run the risk that your relationship, which may be close to the rocks, ends up on the rocks. Or you run the risk that your relationship, which may have been pretty good at one time and is less good now, is gonna be an even worse footing in the future. That's the risk. So the choice really here is yours. Do you wanna be moving up or do you wanna be moving down? Do you want your children to be moving up or do you want your children moving down? And in the world that's changing all the time, if you feel like every, if you feel like you're just maintaining, the world is changing and you're maintaining, you're actually falling behind. I mean, that's the kind of world we live in now. Everything changes so quickly, even though it seems like nothing's changing in our life, out there, things are changing rapid fire and there are gonna be serious, serious repercussions financially and economically, which are kind of the same thing, um, and emotionally and culturally, like it's gonna be mind altering. This is like September 11th. You remember how that changed everything? This is like September 11th, only it's not a one event, it's an ongoing event. The world will change so much out of this. And if your family isn't ready, if your children aren't ready, they're not gonna be able to jump on the opportunities that will come out of that change. In fact, you may find yourself behind the eight ball. And if you're behind the eight ball now, you might be even more behind the eight ball. We're offering a couple of workshops to help with this, actually masterclasses. One is a relationship resilience masterclass. So look for that. You can look for it on richinrelationship.com or look for it, uh, I'm gonna post it on wherever you're seeing this, it's gonna be posted. And we're also following that gonna offer a child resilience workshop, building your children up. Relationship resilience and child resilience, two separate pieces. And you can register for one or register for both, but I promise you, these are built on previous workshops and masterclasses we've done on resilience that were limited to only, pe only to people under high, high stress, people getting divorced. Only now we're all under that high stress. These were limited to divorcing parents and now we're expanding this program to everyone because it is so needed. And it's something that we at Rich in Relationship really know about. We know about it. I know about it from my own personal history. I know about it from the work that I'm doing with other people. And I know about it from the needs that I'm seeing in the people that I'm working with today. If you're interested in more information on this, message me directly, ping me at rich at richinrelationship.com, R-I-C-H at R-I-C-H-I-N-R-E-L-A-T-I-O-N-S-H-I-P.com. You know, reach out and we'll give you some more information or just follow us uh, on whatever platform you're seeing this. I'm keeping you all in my prayers and wishing you all the best. We can come out of this stronger. We can come out of this on top if we just embrace the principles of resilience.